Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shabbos Samachavav. We're starting at the bottom of Samachayamud Beza at the Mishnah. Our Mishnah will tell us about three different types of cripples. The first one is Hakitea, an amputee of one leg. Yotzbakav Shaloi, he's allowed to go out with his wooden foot. Divirab Meir, that's our Meir's opinion. It's considered a tachshit, an ornament for him, so he may go out with it on Shabbos. Top of Samachavav Amaralev, Rabbiesi Eiser, Rabbiesi does not allow, it's not considered a tachshit, and the Rishanim argue as of to why Rabbiesi doesn't allow him to go out with it. Vim Yeshle Beis Kibul, if it has a receptacle, Ketitin, for rags, Tomei, then be Makabotoma. Now there's a halacha in Tomo called Pshute Kliates, a simple wooden vessel. A plain piece of wood, even if it's used to perform a task, such as mixing a pot, will not become Tomei if something touches it. That's called Tomas Maga because it's not a real Kli. However, if it has a receptacle meant for holding or carrying something, then it will become Tomei with Tomas Maga. This wooden leg that has a receptacle for rags now is designed to carry the rags and will be Makabot Tomas Maga. However, if it doesn't have a receptacle for rags, it only has a little bit of a groove to hold the stump of his leg, that's not considered a receptacle that, to carry anything and therefore will be considered pshute kliets and won't be makabotoma. Now the second thing that we're talking about in the Mishnah is someone who's a double amputee. Smuchais shaloi. The leather supports of a double amputee. It's some sort of leather thing placed on his stump that he shuffles along with. Tamei and midjas, they're tamei midjas. If this person is a zav, so anything that a zav sits on or uses to support himself is makabotoma's midras, which is the toma of a zav. Therefore, if this person, this double amputee, is a zav, he will be matami, these leather things, with Tomas Medras. The Yetz Mehem B'Shabbos, he may go out with him on Shabbos, they're considered his shoes, but he's allowed to go into the courtyard of the Beis Mikdash with them. We know a person's not allowed to go into the courtyard of the Beis Mikdash with shoes on. These aren't shoes, they're just leather supports. He could go into the Beis Mikdash. And now for the third type of cripple that our Mishnah talks about, the following person might have legs, might not, but his muscles of his lower legs have completely atrophied and he is unable to use them to support himself at all. So what does he have? He has a kise, which is a chair that strapped him from behind, and then he leans on his arms, swings himself forward, rests on this chair, and then continues this process. That's how he moves along. And his supports, these were like little shoes that were put on his feet. Even though he can't really use his feet, he didn't want them to get bruised when he was dragging himself along. Tamei Midras, they are Tamei Midras because he uses them to support himself. Even these shoes support him somewhat. The Enyetz Mehem Shabbos, he's not going to go with them on Shabbos because they're not really any sort of decoration for him. They're just there to protect him. The Mazara, and he's not going to the Bazara with them because they are, they do look like shoes and the Gemara will discuss this. Now something else the Mishnah tells us is Lukmitin, which the Gemara will tell us what that is. Tahirin, they are not Makabal Tomo because they're not a Khalif. The you're not allowed to go with them on Shabbos. And now the Gemara says, Amalei Ravala Rav Nachman, Rava Asra Rav Nachman. Hechi Tanan, how did you learn this Mishnah? We have the Mishnah as Rav Meir telling us that, oh, Amputee may go out with his wooden leg, and Rabbi Yesi says he's not allowed to. However, Rav asked Rav Nachman, did you learn it like the way we have it in our Mishnah, or did you learn the opposite? Amrulais, Rav Nachman said, Loyadana, I actually don't know. And then Rav asked him, Hilchasamai, what's the halacha? Amrulais, he responded, Loyadana, I don't know. The Gemara answers, Itmar, Amr Shmuel, Shmuel says, Ein hakiteya. The really the beginning of the Mishnah should read as the amputee is not allowed to go with his wooden leg, and that's Rav Meir's opinion. And Mechina Amr Rav Huna, Rav Huna also says, Ein hakiteya. The Rav Meir's opinion is really that he's not allowed to go with his wooden leg, unlike the way we have it in our Mishnah. Amr Rav Yesef, Rav Yesef says, Hail Amr Shmuel, since Shmuel says, Ein hakiteya. Amr Rav Huna, Rav Huna says, Ein hakiteya. Anan nami nisni, we also should learn in our Mishnah, Ein hakiteya, which means we should really switch around the opinions in the beginning of our Mishnah. Now the Gemara says, Maskifala Rava Barshira. Rav Barshira asks, Loishmiluhu, didn't you hear Hadamasni Le Rav Khanan Barava Lechia Barav? That which Rav Khan Barava taught Khia Barav, Kameh de Rav in front of Rav, Bikituna de Bay Rav in this small room off the 
Medish of Rav, he taught that this amputee is not allowed to go out with his wooden leg. Divir Rab Meir, Rab Yesi Mata, Yesi allows it, but Rav, and Rav showed them Epoch that it's really the opposite, meaning the way that we have our mission is actually correct. So these previous opinions are incorrect. We shouldn't switch around the opinions of Rav Meir and Rav Yesi. What's an easy way to remember who holds what? Samach, Samach. Rav Yesi's name has a Samach. The word Asr has a Samach in it. So the one whose name has a Samach holds of the opinion that has a Samach in it. Rav Yesi, Asr, like we have in our Mishnah. And Rav Shmuel Haderbe. And even Shmuel retracted his opinion that really we shouldn't switch around the Mishnah. That not, we have a Mishnah. If she did Chalitza with a sandal that's not his. Now if a man dies without children, his brother has a mitzvah to marry his wife. This is called Yibum. If the brother, who's called the Yavam, chooses not to, he must do Chalitza. Part of the Chalitza process entails the woman removing the shoe of the Yavam. We know that lachleitz is a term used in removing shoes. We just had a few daf ago that one should be chaylitz, the left shoe, before the right. So chaltza besandal shenishalai. If you did chalitza with a shoe that didn't really belong to the Yavam, besandal shalitz, or if it was a wooden sandal, or shall smell the amin, if where he had put his left shoe on his right foot, chalitza kshera, it's kosher, v'amrina mantana, who's the tan of that Mishnah? Amr Shmuel. Shmuel said, Rav Meir he. Rav Meir is the tan of our Mishnah that a wooden shoe is considered a shoe. Did not. Our Mishnah says, an amputee could go out with his wooden leg. That's of Meir's opinion. So we see that really the proper way to read the Mishnah, according to Shmuel, is really the way that we have it. Rabbi Yaisi Yaisir and Rabbi Yaisi Yaisirs. And Va'af Rav Huna Haderbe, even Rav Huna retracted his original opinion. Detani, we have a brysa. Sandal shal sayadin. A sandal of someone that sells plaster. Now, plaster could burn through leather. So this fellow, while he was dealing with his plaster, would put a shoe over his leather shoe. This shoe was made out of straw. Tommy Medras, this shoe is Tommy Medras if this fellow is a Zav. Visha Chalet is by, and a woman could use it as Chalitza. Vietzin by Bishabas, and a person could even go out with it on Shabbos. Divi Rabbi Kiv, that's Rabbi Kiv's opinion. Veloi Haidulai, and they didn't agree to him. The Gemara says, Vatanya Haidulai. We have a Bryce that says they did agree to him. Am Rav Huna, Rav Huna says, Man Haidulai. Who agreed to Rabbi Kiva? Rav Meir. Rav Meir is the one who agreed to Rabbi Kiva, which means that Rav Meir in our Mishnah says that a wooden shoe is considered a shoe. Oman Loi Haidulai, who didn't agree to him? Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Yaisi didn't agree to him. So we see that really the way that we have it in our Mishnah holds strong both for Shmuel and Rav Huna. Now the Gemara just continues on Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef says, Man who's another person that didn't agree to Rabbi Kiva? Rabbi Yechonim ben Nuri did not. We have a Mishnah. Kaver Shalkash, a basket made out of straw, Ushafer Shalkanim, or a reed tube. Rabbi Kiva Metame. Rabbi Kiva says, it could be Makabal Toma because the straw is hard and the reed tube is hard, therefore it is considered like a proper Kli. It could be Makabal Toma. Rabbi Yechonim ben Nuri Metair, he says, it's not Makabal Toma, it's not considered like a real Kli. Now we're just going to understand this Sayadin, this plaster sandal, Amar Mar, we had said sandal shal sayadin, this plaster sandal tami midras, ekim kabal tumas midras, but halavl hilucha avdi, it's not meant for walking, it's just meant as a shoe cover for his own leather shoe, so that his leather shoes don't get ruined from the plaster, but he's not really using it to support himself. Amar vacha baravula, no, shekena sayad metayel bayad shemegila besay, since he walks with it until he gets to his house, so he actually does use it as a shoe, so it's used to support him, therefore it will become tami tumas midras. Continues the Gemara explaining the Mishnah, vim yesh that if it has a receptacle for holding rags, then it will be makabal tama. Amr Abaye Abaye says, Tomei Tomas Mace, that it will be makabal Tomas Mace. Not only Tomas Mace, it's really referring to any sort of toma that touches it, it will be matami, this wooden leg. The ain't Tomei Midras, but it will not be makabal Tomas Midras. The Zav leaning on it and using it as a support will not be matami. Rav Amar Rav says, Av Tomei Midras, it also will be Tomei Tomas Midras. If this person is a Zav, then he will be matami, this shoe, Tomas Midras. Amar Rav Rav says, Menamin Allah, how do I know? 
know that it will be Mekabal to Midras. That now we have a Mishnah, a Galash al the wagon used by a child that he plays in his wagon and he sometimes sits in it, Tommy Midras. It's Tommy Midras. Why? Because sometimes he sits in it, even though he won't, won't always sit in his play wagon, even though he just sometimes leans on it, therefore it will be Mekabal to Midras. So too, this amputee, even though he doesn't always lean on this leg, it's really, for the most part, meant for the court of purposes. Since sometimes he leans on it, it will be Mekabal to Midras because it will be used from time to time to support him. Babai Amar Bai says, Hasam Samichilave. Over there, in the case of the child's wagon, he will actually use it to support himself. He'll sit inside his wagon. Hach over here, Loi Samichalave, he will not use it as a support at all. He will never lean on his wooden leg or shoe. He only uses it for decorative purposes, so it just looks like he has two legs. And Amar Abaya, Abaya brings the support to himself. Minaminila, how do I know this? That even though sometimes a person might use something as a support, since for the most part it's not used as a support, it can't be Makabotimus Medras. Titania, we have a Brysa, Makel Shazakanim, the stick that old people use to lean on, meaning a walking stick. Tahar Miklum, it is Tahar from everything, meaning it can't be Makabal any sort of Toma. It can't be Makabal Toma's Maga because it's Pshute Kliates, it's just a stick. And it's not even Makabal Toma's Medras, even though the old person sometimes uses it to lean on, since for the most part, he just holds it to steady himself or something like that. Therefore, it's not going to be Makabal Toma's Medras. So too, this amputee's leg, even though he might sometimes use it to support himself, for the vast majority of the time, it's just there for the court of purposes. It's not going to be Kabbal Tumas Midras. Virava, he answers for that case of the Makal Shazakanim, Hasam over there. Samach Vavam and on the top, Lestrutse Sogia Vida. It's meant to straighten up his steps, meaning he's walking on his own two legs. And just to strengthen his steps to make sure that he walks with a straighter posture and to make sure that he doesn't stumble, that's why he uses this stick. So he doesn't really use it to lean on, that's why it's not going to be Kabbal Tumas Midras. But Hacha over here, in the case of the amputee's wooden leg, it's meant for him to lean on, and he does lean on, he does use it for support from time to time, therefore it will be Makabal Tumas Midras also. We had said in the last case of the cripples of the Mishnah, regarding this person whose muscles have completely atrophied, and he has this chair and these supports, that Tamein Midras, or Tamein Midras, he's not allowed to go with them on Shabbos, he's not allowed to go into the base of Mitzvah with them, you're allowed to go into Lazara with them, Amr Leis, Rabbi Yechanan said to the one that taught him this b'risa, Anishayna, I learn Isha Chelet says by, that a woman is allowed to use this shoe for chalitza. Va'at Amrit, and you're saying, Nichnasin, that you're allowed to go into the Azara of the Beis HaMikdash with it? It's considered a real shoe. To me, really, you should teach that you're not allowed to go into the Azara with them. Now, the final halacha that the Mishnah taught us was Luktimin to Haira. These are Tahar. My Luktimin. What's a Luktimin? Amravo says, Chamra da Akfa. It's a donkey that goes on the shoulders. Jesters and clowns would wear this donkey on their shoulders. The straps were on their shoulders, and it was this donkey that would hang between their legs. It looked like they were riding a donkey. It's not a kli. It's just meant for fun. And so, therefore, a person's not allowed to go with it on Shabbos, and it's not Makabal Toma. Rava by Papa Omar, he says, Kishiri, it's stilts that people wore when they walked through muddy areas. These are Pshute Kliates, and therefore, they're not going to Makabal Toma. Rava by Huna Omar, he says, from a, it's masks that were used to frighten children. Again, it's not a kli, so it's not going to Makabal Toma, and one's not allowed to go out into the Rishasura with an Anshabas. And the Mishnah tells us, the boys can go out with knots, and the princes, bezugin with bells, really anyone could go out with these things. The Chachamim spoke with what was common, and this is what was common back in the day. Says the Gemara, Mike Sharim, what are these Kisharim, these knots? Amr Adamari, Amr Avnachim Barbarach, Amr Avashi Bar Avin, Amr Avihuda, Kishure Pua. There are these knots that are tied of some sort of herb 
herbal plant that is tied around the person's neck to prevent some sort of sickness. Amr Abaye and Abaye says, Amrli Aim, mother told me. Anytime Abaye says, mother told me, he's not referring to his own mother who sadly died during childbirth. He's referring to his nursemaid who raised him. So Amr Abaye, Abaye says, Amrli Aim, mother told me, Tlasa Mukmi. If you tie three knots, that's going to contain the sickness. Chamisha, five knots, Masu is going to heal the sickness. Shiva, if there's seven knots, Afiluk Shafimali helps even to prevent witchcraft from coming upon the person. Amra Bachabar Yaakov, Bachabar Yaakov says, chazi shim and that's if it doesn't see, meaning it's not exposed to sunlight or moonlight, chazi mitra, and it's not exposed to the rain, and these knots don't hear the sound of metal clinking, or the sound of rooster crowing, or the sound of footsteps. So he responds, Your little remedy of tying these herbal things has fallen into the pit. It's impossible to keep to all these conditions. Now the Gemara says, My area abundant. Why are we focusing only on young boys if this is some sort of healing thing should apply to other people, such as Even the young girls should be allowed to go out with this on Shabbos. And my area Katanim, why are we talking about people that are under bar mitzvah? Even adults should be allowed to walk out with this. So the Gemara says, What are these knots? Now, this is the first of a number of different things we're going to hear from Avin Barhuna Bashem Rav Chama Barguria. Ben Sheish Gagun al Aviv. It is a son that has longing for his father. His father is about to leave, and we are afraid that this son will slip into some sort of depressive state. So, therefore, what happens? The father takes a strap from his right sandal, and ties it onto the left arm of the son. Somehow, this is going to prevent him from being depressed. And Amrav Nachabar Yitzhak Vesimanach, the way to remember how to do this is tefillin, is just like by tefillin, just like tefillin, your right hand ties the tefillin on your left arm, so too his right strap is tied onto the left arm of the child. V'chilufa, if he accidentally switches it around, sakanta, so that could actually be a greater danger for the child, it's not going to help him at all. And Rashi points out, the reason why this does not work for the young girls is because the love that a father has for his young son is so intense that when the father leaves, the son is in danger of falling to some sort of dangerous depression, whereas the love that a father has for his young daughter is not so intense yet Therefore, his daughter will not get dangerously depressed when he leaves. Amr Avin Barhuna, Amr Avchama Barguria, another member from him, Sikhufe Kasa Atiburi Bishabata, to overturn a cup onto one's belly on Shabbos, Shapir Dami is permitted. This is referring to cupping therapy, which is even done nowadays. A heated cup is overturned onto someone's stomach or back. That creates some sort of suction effect, which in essence is supposed to suction out all of the pain that the person's feeling there. That's allowed to be done on Shabbos, according to this memra. Vamra Avin Barhuna, Amrav Chama Barguria, another memra, Mutr Lasuch Shemun Umelch B'Shabbos, one may massage a mixture of oil and salt on Shabbos, and we're going to find out what this is for. Kihad Rav Hunu Be Rav, Rav Hunu would come from Rav's house, Rav was his Rebbe, Rav Be Rav Chia, Rav would come from Rav Chia's house, Rav Chia was his Rebbe, Rav Chia Be Rebbe, Rav Chia would come from Rebbe's house, Rebbe was his Rebbe, and what happened? Kihavu Mivsime, when they were inebriated, from drinking too much wine. Now let's not suspect these great people of just stop drinking too much wine. They would go to the Rebbe's house and he would give them some wine just to open their mind to appreciate some of the deep terror thoughts that he was sharing with them. And sometimes they would drink a little too much. They weren't able to handle it. So they would bring this mixture of oil and salt and rub it into the palms of their hands and the soles of their feet. And then the Rebbe would say the same way that this Oil is thinning out because it's becoming absorbed into your hands and feet. Litzel chamra de planya bar the wine of 
so-and-so, the son of so-and-so, should thin out. Also, meaning they shouldn't be so junk. Viloy, and if you're not unable to do this, then Maisi Shia Dedana, bring the seal of a barrel, Vasharle Bimaya, and soak that in water. Va'amar and say, Kihecha de Leitzel Hai Shia, the same way this seal is thinning out, Leitzel Chamroi, the wine should thin out the Planyabar Palanisa of so-and-so, the son of so-and-so. And another memra, Vamra Avin Barhuna Amra Bhamar One may perform strangling therapy on Shabbos. This is when the vertebrae of the neck slipped forward towards the throat, so they would hang the person by his head in order to stretch out his neck to snap it back into place. This is permitted on Shabbos. However, please don't try this at home. And another memra, Vamra Avin Barhuna Amra Bhamar Barguria Lefufe Yunuka Bashabata Shapir Dami. It is permitted to wrap an infant on Shabbos. When a mother gave birth to a child, some of his his limbs came out slightly bent because of the contractions, and in order to straighten out these limbs, they would take this wide swath of cloth and wrap him tightly in it. This is permitted on Shabbos. Now, just regarding this last halacha, the Gemara says, Rav Papa Masni Banim, Rav Papa taught two separate halachas were taught regarding children from Avin Barhuna. Rav Zvid Masni Ben, he taught son, meaning only one halacha was taught regarding children from Avin Barhuna. Rav Papa Masni Banim, he taught there was two halachas, Vichavayu Masni Luhuba Avin Barhuna. Both of them were taught from Avin Barhuna, which is this most recent halacha that we taught. And the first halacha about Ksharim regarding tying something on the arm of the son. Rav Zvid Masni Ben, he taught only one halacha was from Avin Barhuna. Kamaisa, the first halacha that we learned about Ksharim, Masni Ba'avin Barhuna was taught by Rav Avin Barhuna. Baha'i, and this most recent halacha of wrapping a child to straighten his limbs, Masni Ba'avin Barhuna was taught by Rav Avin Barhuna. The Amr Avin Barhuna, he taught us, one may wrap this infant on Shabbos. And now more from Abaye. Amr Abaye, Amr Li'eim, mother told me, Kol Minyane, any counting. This is really referring to incantations. The reason why it's called counting is because incantations have to re- be repeated numerous times in order for them to work. So any incantation, Bishma De'ima, has to be said in the name of the person's mother. When we're saying an incantation to heal someone from their sickness, we have to mention this person's name and his mother's name. V'chol Kitre, and any knots, like we learned above, Bishmala have to be tied on the left arm. Ram Rabai and Abaye says, Amr Li'eim, mother, told me, call minyane, any incantation, demefarshi, if it's clear within the incantation itself, how many times you're supposed to say it, kidmefarshi, so say it that number of times. Udulay mefarshi, but if it's not explicit, how many times you're supposed to say it, arboin mechan zimni, then say it 41 times. Now the Gemara takes a slight break in order to tell us another halacha regarding something a woman is allowed to go out with on Shabbos. Tan Rabban, we have a brisa. Yitzin be'evin tukuma b'Shabbos. A woman is allowed to go out with an evan takuma on Shabbos. This was some sort of stone that she would carry around that helped prevent miscarriage. Mishim Rav Meir, Amr Rav Meir said, Af b'mishkal evan takuma, even with a stone that weighs exactly the same amount as this evan takuma. pila, it doesn't have to be that she has already previously miscarried and now she's just carrying this around to prevent another miscarriage. Alashem Matapil, she's even allowed to carry it around out of suspicion that she might miscarry. Vleisha Ebra, it doesn't even have to be that she's pregnant right now. Alashem Perhaps she's going to become pregnant, vitapil, and she doesn't want to miscarry, so that's why she has this stone. It has to be that it was exactly the same weight as this Evan Takuma, if he wants to use this knockoff version of the Evan Takuma. So it has to be that he, when he weighed it against the Evan Takuma, it weighed exactly the same amount. Not that it was larger and he had to shave off some of it, or not that it was smaller and he had to glue on extra pieces. Bye, 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 asked. What about if he takes 
a stone that weighed exactly the same amount as the Evan Tekuma and then weighed another stone against that stone, is that okay to go out with on Shabbos? Bar says, Teku, we'll have to wait for Eliyahu Anavi. And now back to Abayev. Amr Abayev Abay says, Amr Liyeh, mother told me, Le'ishta for a fever, bas yoyma, that comes daily. Lishkol zuzachivarta, take a white zuz, this is referring to a newly minted coin. Velezelimilchasa, and go to a saltery. When they wanted to make salt back in the days, they would dig shallow pools near the ocean. They would have a channel that would connect the ocean to these shallow pools. Open the channel, ocean water would flow into these pools, close the channel, and wait for the sun to dry out the water, and now they were left with salt deposits. So take this coin to this saltery, v'litkol mitkele milcha, and weigh it against its weight in salt, v'litsairi b'chalala debate savar, and tie up this salt by his neck opening, b'nira barka, with a strand of hair, that's going to take away this daily fever. V'ilai, if he can't do this, lisaiv aparshas drachem, he should sit by the crossroads, v'chichazi shumshamanagamal, when he sees a large ant, didari midi, that's carrying something, Lishkale, take that ant, Vlishadia Bigosudin Khasha, and throw it into a copper tube, Velistame Beibra, and seal it with lead, Velichtame Beshitin Gushpanki, and seal it with sixty different types of seals. Rashi points out that it doesn't need to be exactly 60 seals. You just have to use many different types of seals. Pitch, tar, glue, duct tape, whatever it is. Libarzule, and now shake up this tube. Vlidire, and carry it. and say to this ant, Teunach alai, your burden is on me, utunai alach, and my burden is on you. Amalei rav achabred rav hunal ravashi. He told ravashi, how could you do this? Vildume inish Perhaps a different person had previously found this ant, bay, and he had unloaded his burden, his illness, on this ant, and now when you said that your burden is on me, you're taking that other person's sickness and putting it on yourself. What you really should tell the ant is to my burden and your burden is on you. Continues the Gemara of Eloi, if you're unable to do this, Lishkal Kuzachadita, take a brand new earthenware jug, Velezel Nahara, and go to the river, Vele Malay, and tell the river, Nahara Nahara, river, river, Oizvan Kuza Demayo, lend me a jug of water, Leurcha de Iklali, for this routine that has visited me, meaning for the sickness that comes to me every day. And fill up your jug with water, Vilihadar Shav Zimni Al Reshe, and now wave it around your head seven times, Vlashadin Lachare, and throw this water behind you, Vale Malayan say, Nahara, Nahara, river, river, Shkoil Maya de Yahavisli, take back the water that you gave me, De Urcha de Ikoli, because this routine that has visited me, Biyaimeasa, it came on its day, Ubiyaimeazal, and it went on its day, and so I don't need the water anymore. Tomorrow we will have more wisdom about fevers. But for now, everyone should have a fantastic day.